and welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader podcast. I'm Nicola from NW Marketing and I'm joined today by Ricky Deal from uh, Tame Your Zoo, which um, she really works in uh, temperament profiling and we're going to be seeing today how that works with families and small businesses and identifying how you can make communication better between everyone. So how are you today, Ricky? I'm great. Thanks, Nicola. And thank you so much for inviting me onto this podcast. I'm really looking forward to our chat. Yes, so am I, because this has always interested me. And in the last year, I have involved a little tiny bit in disc profiling. And I'd love us to talk about how we can use this information in small business communication and also in our families. So give me a little rundown on Tame Your Zoo and how you came to be in temperament profiling. Okay, thanks, Nicola. Um, It actually started when I was a child because um, I was often accused of being too loud and too much and bossy. I got that quite a lot. And you know what? It actually did have an impact on my self-esteem and everything else. And then in 2000, I was just newlywed. Um, I discovered this little tiny little book in my local library in South Africa. And um, it was describing the temperaments. And you know what? It was like a light bulb went on in my head because all of a sudden I wasn't weird and wonderful. I was actually normal. I just had a different temperament. And you know what? It did so much for me to accept myself for who I was. But all of a sudden, I could understand why my loving dear husband was so very different and my friends and my mother-in-law. And you know what? A lot of other people, and it had a huge impact on the relationships around me and in my career and everything. And then when we immigrated to Australia, I worked as an environmental consultant in the oil and gas and mining industry until they gave me that first little baby and put her on my chest. And I was sold. I said, I'm never going back to a professional career. And then I actually, also because we were in Australia as immigrants, I was looking on how am I going to raise this beautiful little baby girl. And from there onwards, I did a lot of research and I kept coming back to the temperaments because because if I can understand her and myself and my husband, then I can actually provide what she needs so that she can actually develop into the person she needs to be. So from there onwards, I started doing it on a volunteer basis. And then from there on, it grew into what we have today as Tame Your Zoo, as a parenting consulting business and explaining temperaments in families. Whoa, that was a mouthful. (laughs) That is exactly what I love to hear because it does. Everything we do, if we find a why and it really lights us up, that is what is always going to become a fantastic business for us because of that underlying reasoning, isn't it? And that's what I do with my marketing clients trying to find what is that why that why you do what you do and you have that nailed and have from the beginning and that um, I think is just an awesome way to start a business. Um, Now I want to know what these temperaments are so tell me what is a temperament? I mean we hear the word and we, we sort of assume we say oh they're this or they're that but there are actual temperaments and what's the background for them and, and um, where do they come from? 
Well, that's actually a very long story, and I'll keep it short, but it actually started with Hippocrates, 400 BC, and he was the first person to decide that there are different temperaments. So he had obviously lovely Greek names for it um, back in the day, but he thought, because he was a medical doctor as well, and the medical knowledge wasn't the same as today, they thought that it was actually due to the uh, different bodily fluid. So if you have a lot of um, bile in you, you were a little bit bitter. So, <laughs> so obviously he nailed the temperaments. It's just how they got there was a little bit not so scientifically correct. Yeah. But then it went out of fashion a little bit and it actually came back after the world wars when we have people with post-traumatic stress disorder and having to rebuild communities and having to focus on how to help people rebuild their lives and their families families afterwards. And from there onwards, it started building up uh, popularity again. And now you have some profiling who's got four or eight or 16 or 32 or whatever. I just stick to four, especially in the parenting world, because so many mommies have to remember when is library day and when is book dress up day. We cannot work with 32 temperaments. It's just way too much information. So what is a temperament? If we break it down to the very, very basics, there's about four of them. And a temperament is actually that innate traits that you are born with. That makes you either an introvert or an extrovert, or it makes you somebody who's actually prone to more worrying or more positive or optimistic, pessimistic person. You cannot change it. It's actually who you are. And there's nothing you can do about changing your temperament. It's just how you smooth the edges of your weaknesses and build on your strengths that we can work with. But if you are in a default situation, you will always revert back to your dominant temperament first, because that's your safe place of operating of who you are. Yeah. And, and that's the thing we have to realize and stop being so hard on ourselves sometimes about what our temperament is, because as you say, it is part of us. Yes. It's, uh, it's not saying that we are wrong. We are just who we are. And as you said, it's rounding the edges off and making sure we know what that means, what that temperament actually means and how we then relate to other temperaments, making sure that we can um, have the best well, best opportunity for great communication, and especially when it comes to families and small business. So can you name for me the four temperaments and what in a nutshell, what are the four temperaments you were talking about? Okay, so I'm going to do it in about 30 seconds or less each. So obviously, there's a lot more involved. So um, please don't take me on this is all there is to the temperaments. But to keep it short and the nutshell small, I'll, I'll try and keep it like that. But first of all, before I start, I just want to say that I always want to emphasize that one temperament is not better than the other. All temperaments are needed in our society to make our society work and function properly. So um, I always want to say no matter what, which one you were born with, it's not that you got the short end of the stick, but because we all need all of them. Okay, so I'll run through. So obviously I changed Hippocrates' uh, Greek names that nobody can remember and makes no sense to us. I've changed it to animal names because it's a fun element and it's easy to remember for us. And then obviously in parenting as well, I want people to enjoy their kiddies and enjoy the parenting journey that they're on. So to make it in my, <laughs> the, the names that I have chosen for it, there's a monkey, 
The first one is the monkey. And the monkey is actually, they are the social butterflies. They love working with people. And they have all, they have an extremely creative imagination. And they are not so very detailed and organized often. But they are normally the life of the party. So the next one is uh, our lions. And as you can well imagine, we work with uh, anger and a little bit of claws in there, but they make our natural born leaders and they are fantastic with project management and organizing people and all of those things. They're great, not necessarily the detail, but they can see the big picture. Um, the problem we have with them sometimes is that they are not so emotionally developed. <laughs> of all the temperaments and therefore they can be so project focused that they forget that they're working with people and that they work with people who have feelings and emotions and and so on so we have to work with the lions to teach them to treat people um, respectfully and um, as humans the next one we have is the little meerkats and um, they are the working bees of um, our society, they, they love detail. They are the ones who will go with spreadsheets and diaries. You know, office works was probably designed by a meerkat for meerkats. <laughs> okay, so if you get excited about office works, that's the meerkat in you that goes like, oh, goody, 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 goody. So um, the thing about them is they will follow procedures and instructions to the T. They are not normally visionaries that they can build on something, but they are the support workers and they are brilliant. So the good um, secretaries and things are often, often meerkats and we desperately need them. Um, the other side of the meerkats is they really struggle to say no to people. So they often take on everything and then they feel overwhelmed and they get angry and they get annoyed. And they can also struggle with anxiety and worry because they are so overloaded. And then the last one is the little koalas. And uh, they are wonderful people. They um, are they slow the rest of us down. They need lots of space and time. They are really good at connecting with people, reading people, and um, they can often, if they get really interested in a project, they can go into the minute, minute details. So like the German engineers who can design that small little thingy-majingy for a new car to increase the aerodynamics or whatever. That's typical the koalas who can go into all of that detail. So those are the four temperaments, but often we have a dominant one and then we have characteristics from other ones as well. So it's not as, because we're all unique and special, we don't all fit in only one of four boxes. We are a combo. Oh, look, I'm definitely the office works. The <laughs> That is my happy place. I, um, yeah, I could be in there for hours, just even if I don't need anything, just making myself happy. So it is funny how you can find little parts in all of those. But yeah, there is obviously that one that is ultimately you and you pick little ones and, and, and it's great. It's wonderful to know that you're not alone. There are people and you can see that it is a trait that you have. And um, now I want to know, how does that impact families um, and parenting when you have a household filled with all different animals and you're trying to tame your zoo, as you say? How does that work um, when it comes to families and parenting? 
Okay, I think that is brilliant. I often start off with, and we try and figure out the temperaments of the little kitties. But um, what people find most useful when I work with them one on one or in a group setting is that they discover their own temperament and therefore they have a certain parenting style. So just to give you, I mean, obviously you can have all the weird and wonderful combinations, but just to give you an example, if you have a meerkat child who needs that routine and that discipline and that structure, and you are a monkey mommy so you are in it for the fun and you are in it you will obviously have the best birthday parties ever but your child will be so anxious if you're going to remember my library book and are you going to remember to pick me up from school so even though you are a great funny mommy you 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 can still create that anxiety in your child and often the meerkats for instance now, now that we have that example they are very sensitive children where often monkeys don't want that negative emotion so they are just trying to make the child happy where they are actually needed to be in that negative emotion with that child in that moment and then obviously you have all the other combos if you have a lion mom and a koala child and the lion mom is like go 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 let's run let's run and the poor koala needs five minute warning to get going then we can have that miscommunication as well so um, obviously that's what I work with and then obviously you have the mom and dad who are often opposite temperaments because that's the best way in a team setting and then uh, we can have clashes in parenting styles as well there and then you have the good cop bad cop idea often which can cause friction in a relationship as well so um, as you can see that's exactly what I do that's my passion is to work on that and then just that understanding of what your child needs so that you can just tweak it a little bit and make sure that they feel safe and comfortable at home oh I love that I think you've just spoken about my entire family in that one sentence um I tend to have those things of being the monkey mum at times and my youngest is just very like focused and it's like is this happening when's this happening have we done this what's going on and I was like it's all good it's all good um it's like no no but has it done have we done it so and then I also have a koala who's my eldest um and he's um you know sometimes my husband can be the lion and just come on we've got to get stuff done we've got to do and he's like yeah but what who where you know I've got I'm not up what and um the clashes come and yeah trying to manage all those so I love that because it's just everyone can see themselves somewhere in in that you know and you know it and sometimes we like you say you revert back to who you are and it might not be what your child needs at that point. And sometimes you have to stop and look at where they're sitting and and what do they need from you. And this comes down to small business, doesn't it? Because you're literally in that same environment, but you have staff, you have contractors, and you also have your family might be working with you in your small business. So how does it impact, do you think, you and and as you even start or as you run a small business, do you think all the different uh, temperaments? Oh, that is brilliant. Because if we have that awareness, then we can actually set up our business for the most success in the shortest time frame and avoid a lot of mistakes. Because the one thing that I have found that was very interesting is we normally tend to work with people who are the same as us. 
And we love to work with people who think the same and are also energetic and positive and everything. We maybe you need the person to ask the hard questions. <laughs> because for instance, let's now look at the four profiles again. If you look at the monkey, they are in small business. They are brilliant in coming up with new innovative ideas and they are brilliant public speakers and they are really, um, I always tell my kids, if you go to a show and now that person who actually sells the um, the vegetable peelers with it with a microphone and they're yelling at everybody come have a look and look at the carrot they are the monkeys they are typical monkeys but if you only have monkeys in the company who's going to send the email yeah. you know who's going to pay the bills and all of those things so they are normally the innovators but they need somebody to create their plan their vision into something practical and something that you can actually sell yeah. where the lions are brilliant in, like i said uh, project management big picture they can motivate people they can inspire people they are often also very good public speakers but again the minute detail i have i'm a strong lion where i hate checking the broken links on my website it just drains the energy it sucks me dry i hate doing it but i love things like this where i can talk about my passion um and you know, so that's the thing. And then the meerkats, um, they are brilliant at pushing buttons, checking the links, paying the bills, making the spreadsheets, but they often need somebody else. Uh, what I find with the meerkats is they will build a website and not publish it because it's not perfect. And they will fiddle with the font and the word and the color for months and months and months. And they just need a lion to lean over them and push the publish button and go like the world hasn't ended you know yeah. and the koalas are uh, but the meerkats are also good at um, because they're sensitive they are very good artists and poets and they write songs because they feel the emotions really deeply and then like i said the koalas are really good at puzzles and and small things that take a long time so they are good at sitting in their corner building a website without anybody talking to them or the graphic designers or things like that so again like i just said I don't particularly enjoy the detail and the fine admin in my business. I would rather talk to people and work with my clients and build content and write my copy. So the best thing I did for my business was to employ a VA who loves pushing buttons, but she's scared of a microphone. Yeah, yeah, that's so, exactly right. Because yeah. and we forget that we need to focus on our, it comes back to the zone of genius, doesn't it? Because in a business, if you focus on your zone of genius and outsource whatever else, you tend to be able to in, um, grow your business quicker because you can do what you love. Like you said, you can talk more about it. You can be out there. You can do stuff knowing that you've got a great team behind you pushing those buttons. Because if you spend you know, 80 hours a week trying to get that website together and it's not really lighting you up, you're going to drag your heels. You're going to procrastinate. You're going to put it on the back burner and it's never going to happen. And But you're so right about having someone who can push a button 
and let it happen because a visionary will be able to do that for you. So that's when you have a team. And a lot of people do disc profiling now, don't they, when it comes to employing people for that exact reason. Would that be true? Oh, definitely. And also to for the whole team to understand each other mm-hmm. um, after they have been employed, especially for management as well, because the koalas, even though they're really quiet, they actually make really, really good managers. Why? Because they can connect with people on an emotional level and they understand and they have compassion. But a koala will never raise their hand and offer. But if they are pushed into that position, they are brilliant. Um, so it it so we have to know what we work with and um, and but also it's good to be aware of our weaknesses because I, I always tell my VA, I feel so sorry for you that you have to do all the website analytics. And she goes like, Oh, I can't wait. Like I like, no. But that's why we work as a great team together. So because that sparks her joy and she's helping me building my business but you're right if we are aware of it especially if a new person comes in it throws out the dynamic all over again and then it's good for that person to be aware what they are stepping into and the rest of the team what they are getting so it's very yes I agree I think it's extremely valuable but also that self-awareness you know, mm. and then you can um, you can use that everywhere in your family, your relationships, your friendships, business, everywhere you go. Yeah, because I, I found the first time I did uh, disc profiling just on a really superficial value based on the four and knowing the traits of each and seeing where I sat and I could see straight away where I was and also um, when we're talking relationships like where my husband was and how maybe the communication I could see where any of the little things could come up because he was very um, you know wanted to know facts and wanted to know exactly what was happening and stuff whereas I was more you know around the place and and coming to it from a different angle and not seeing why he didn't understand and he couldn't understand where I was coming from and all it came down to was just the communication method it's nothing to do with the relationship it's just the method oh I agree how are you talking how are you talking to them to get to where they're at it's like when I talk about marketing and we talk about pain points in your customer it's do you understand your customer enough to know where they're at in their customer journey and their pain point so you can talk to that and then they will understand and come along it's the same with relationships if you understand where they're at and you're talking to that, then you will always be able to cut through and, and, and have that one-on-one. And the same with staff. If you know where they're coming from, what lights them up, what they're about, then you will always be able to um, cut through to them. Yes, and like you just said, I think you made a very good point there about ideal client. Often we do ideal client about um, the gender and the age and the product. But what if you include their temperament? What if you know, like a koala will need to see your ad 50 times where a monkey only needs to see it twice because they're impulsive, but they need bright colors and light flickering and all of those things. So if you know the temperament of your ideal client, you can actually build your marketing strategies around that as well. And the other thing I just want to say is I think these temperaments actually probably saved my marriage because I found this temperament thing when I was in my first year of marriage and I married a koala which I truly love because he calms me down and everything but I'm such a strong lion that I and I love debating 
and I will debate for the sake of debating and 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 he will shut down and become nervous and and I had to learn to step back and allow him space to think about the answer for three days who thinks about the answer for three days you know <laughs> but it probably saved our marriage and made it so much stronger because we could understand and come together and go like we our relationship is more important than anything else and then work with that yeah exactly because i think what i found from disprofiling was that um understanding where they come from and that i didn't get before you know what what makes them say or think the things they do and i go oh, i get it okay that's why you're saying those things because you've come to it from this way Whereas I'm coming to it from up here and not understanding why you're not coming from here. And then we're like, I don't get it. And then when you understand it, you step back and you go, okay, get it. Let's maybe discuss it from a different angle. And then we'll both come to the same agreement. And that is where I think a lot of work relationships can also hit trouble when you've got a manager or a bus boss that is coming from this angle. And as you say, a staff member that's hitting it from a slightly different temperament, and then they're going to have that clash. And uh, I know, you know, not all small, small businesses can obviously do all this disc profiling and profiling and all the things, the five steps that a lot of big businesses do to even get to you to an interview. But you can still ask the right questions. You can still have that. We, like I said, with marketing, we do it with our ideal clients. You can still do it with your staff. And as you said, like you need to have different temperaments because I got admin into my business and um, she was awesome because she asked those questions. Well, why are we doing this? Just straight up. Well, I, didn't, I thought it was a great idea at the time. Yeah, but this, this, and this is not matching with your this, this, and this. So your outcome is going to be this. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's probably right. I was too busy seeing this bit. I wasn't looking at this bit. So um, yeah, 100% in a business, whether it's a VA, whether it's a bookkeeper, whether it's a great accountant, if you're if that's not you, or if that is you, making sure you've got someone who can go out and spruik and, and build that uh, relationships up. So wherever you sit, make sure you've got that. Well, there's a reason there's yin and yang as well, isn't there? It's always trying to find the balance. And I think- but What I like about what you just said is no matter what your temperament, you can have a small business. Mm. Are you going to be the public speaker or are you going to be the accountant that's needed? Um, so no matter what your temperament, there's space for you in the small business world to work on your passion, work around your family, work around your lifestyle. You just have to find out what resonates with your temperament and where you can fit into the small business world. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and that there's nothing wrong with you. If you are not the monkey, if you are not that person at networking meetings who stands on the table and says, look at me, um, which I tend to be, um, <laughs> But you, there's nothing wrong with that. I have found the best relationships at networking meeting from those that are not those people because I have learned stuff. They are different to me and I have learned how to do things in my business I never would have thought of without 
talking and building relationships with those people and then inviting them into my business as uh, contractors or uh, working with them on building different parts of my business. So, yeah, so please don't, uh, exactly right. I would never want people to think that they have to be that front man for their business because there is always support in every single part of your business from people where that is their their zone of genius because why wouldn't you want someone where that lights them up to do that part of your business and try not think there's something wrong with you because you can't be that. Uh, Look at what you do, look at what lights you up, do that and outsource the rest. That's what I would say if you're building a business. Definitely, definitely. I so agree. And I think that's also important with social media because nowadays everybody thinks they have to be that outgoing and we have to do the lives and we have to do all of those things. And you don't because that is terrifying to some temperaments, but you don't have to. Um, You you just have to find your zone of genius within who you are. And that's okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And if you need to get your business out there, you find other ways, like people that don't like putting their face out. Well, you create reels with your service or your product, or you get somebody to create reels for you doing those things. You don't have to be on there. You just have to be out there. So whatever that looks like, it just needs to happen in a way that makes you feel supported. And there are people out there to do that for you. And the more people that, you know, make you go into an area you're not happy with, well, they're not really aligned with you, are they? Because they're not seeing what your journey is and they're not supporting you in that. So always find someone who supports your journey and can give you ways of still being you, but allowing you to grow your business out there and making sure that you're being seen without having to be the monkey if you don't want to be and allow allowing your business to show as it is aligned to you. And um, you can do that. Don't be scared of being out there. Just find a way that uh, works for you. That's my recommendation to those um, koalas or those meerkats that, um, you know, they can love their business as much as anyone else. And why should their business not be seen um, when it um, deserves to be? And I think that we've had some great, um, in a nutshell, I think we've um, been able to give people a reason or lack of excuses to get out there now because we've shown them no matter what temp don't hide behind a temperament if you can't get out there because <laughs> Ricky and I have already shown you that you can do it there's no excuse and that there's people to support you which is awesome now I could obviously talk about this all day because it lights me up knowing all these um, ways to support support people through their journey now i want people to be able to talk to you and follow you online so that they can get more information on this where's the best place for people to find you online okay so the best place so it's obviously my business name is tame your zoo which also makes it easy to remember so it's um, www.tameyourzoo.com.au but i'm also um, i have a facebook page tame your zoo and then i'm also on instagram as tame underscore you um tame underscore your underscore zoo or just tame your zoo it will probably come up as well so it's instagram facebook or the website awesome so you obviously work with families on this and making sure that everyone's supported in their journey and their communication uh, you can also work with uh, small businesses in regards to well, their family as well as how it can also relate into identifying their own temperament and how that can work in their small business uh, and of course small businesses that um, 
always connected to family anyway. So we need to make sure how these all work together so we get the best out of everything. And I think it's amazing. Um, It's made a big difference in my life knowing which temperament I am and how I can relate um, to people in my life. So I would highly recommend it. And I know how passionate you are about it. And I know it lights you up. And that makes me excited about it because I love businesses where there is real aligned vision for what you want to bring to the world. And I can see it. So everyone who wants to um, find out more about it, hit Ricky up online and I'll put all the links on the YouTube uh, when this goes up and also in all our socials. So um, you can find her easily and, and make sure you know what your temperament is and um, build upon that with your family and your business. So thanks for being with me today and talking and I'll be following you online and anything else I need to know about my inner monkey, I'll be looking out for. Thank you so much, Nicola. And I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be here. And I'm glad you cut me off at this time because I can talk about this forever and a day. (laughs) Don't worry. I agree with you. And I'm sure we probably still will after this. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot. And I'll see you next.